Welcome to the Authority of Love. My name is Greg Williams, and thanks again for joining us on WJMM 99.1 FM. And of course, that's Central Kentucky Christian Radio for those of you in the area. If not there, you can find this in other places, and I'll get to that in a moment. But I want to talk about yesterday's episode where we tackled another wonderful one another, and hopefully it gave us all encouragement and a little challenge to recognize that we each have been given at least one gift from God and that he calls and commands us to take that gift and use it to honor him and serve others in love. My prayer and my hope is that you realize that you are gifted by God, and if you have been doing so, stop comparing, rating, or ranking yourself by others' gifts and allow the Lord to use you to the full extent of his love, grace, and power with what he's given you. Check it out. Uh, you can do that at wjmm.com, wjmm.com. Click on the podcast tab over near the right, and then the Love and Lordship links, and you'll get today's and the previous two days' messages. You can also find these and many more podcast videos and articles at loveandlordship.com, loveandlordship.com. That's the name of our ministry, Love and Lordship. And so you will find that there. All the articles have linked scripture text so that you can check those out, study the word yourself, and hold me accountable. Let me know if I'm missing on something. Love to hear from you. If I'm if you're encouraged by it, let me know that. Thanks for those who've been doing that, who have encouraged me by email or text, or some of you have that, and um, or just out in public. I really appreciate that. And even some of the questions. I'm very thankful for that. All the questions I'm thankful for. I'm saying some of the contact is through questions, and I appreciate that. You can, you can actually reach me at Love and Lordship. Once again, Love and Lordship, the name of our ministry, all together, spelled out and together, loveandlordship at gmail.com, loveandlordship at gmail.com. Now today, we, we remain in Peter. We keep rolling along through Peter, his first letter to the churches. He takes us from hospice, hospitality to serving and doing so in humility. How's that for an encouraging way to love one another? Of course, it's wonderful, but as we've said so many times, it's not always or maybe never even easy. Let's play the psychology game of word association. When I say humility, what comes to mind for you? Well, I promised yesterday, those who were listening, that I was going to be humiliating myself you would hear a story of humiliation at my expense, so it's time for that. Um, but as you're thinking about that, maybe it was the time uh, that you were embarrassed. If I say humility, maybe you're thinking about the time you were embarrassed in front of your family at a big gathering. Worse than that, maybe it was with a group of friends, and the friends included both males and females. Ever been there? How red-faced were you? <laughs> I've been there. It's happened to all of us, but... I may have a story that happened to me that takes the cake, as they say. My senior year in high school, we had the, the second best record in the entire state, and it just won our regional. For those not in Kentucky, that's the second best thing to winning only to winning the state championship. And it assures you a place in the Sweet 16 state tournament that leads to that said championship, right? So, we had we'd won that game, and there was tremendous excitement in our school and entire community. And the next week, we had a couple of days of practice before having a pseudo-practice in front of the entire student body, about a thousand, a little over a thousand students, 
before we were to leave and go to Lexington, that's where the state tournament was held that year for the first time in Rupp Arena. How exciting, right? Boy, we were all excited. We loved being out there in front of the crowd. We had gym packed every game just about. But now we had the entire student body there. So after the band played the fight song and we took the floor for our short practice, quote unquote, we were going through our drills and right in the middle of one of the drills, my teammate and future teammate and roommate in college comes up behind me to supposedly whisper something in my ear of great importance. So I'm locked in, right? As he leans into me to tell me what he's going to tell me, he actually pantsed me. Now, if you know what that means, that means he dropped my practice shorts all the way to my ankles. Yes, in front of the entire student body. Needless to say, I was red-faced, totally embarrassed, stood there and looked in the crowd for a few seconds like, I wonder who saw it. I was humiliated. Well, while it was hilarious to everyone but me, no one in their right mind enjoys being humiliated. I, I quickly, as quickly as I could stride off and outer hall, gathered my drawer, my drop drawers, and then tried to find the right time to slide back into practice with as little notice as possible. That didn't happen, so I got a double dose of humiliation. Who wants that kind of humility? Or is that actually what God is referring to when he calls us to put on humility and live with this awesome trait in love for each other? I don't think so. Again, while we can learn humility from humiliating situations, God is calling us to live in it at all times, to be more like Christ. And I don't think that means to walk around embarrassed and red-faced all the time as we learn to, what our command tells us today, live in humility toward one another. I'll ask again, what do you think of when you think of humility? Maybe it is humiliation. I don't know about you, but that's not something that I'm especially fond of, as you can tell from the story. And yet we're called to put on, to wear, or to clothe ourselves with humility. Let's read the text of 1 Peter 5.5. 5. You younger men, likewise, be subject to, you, to your elders, and all of you clothe yourselves with humility toward one another, because God is opposed to the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Hmm. While we can certainly learn humility from humiliation, as I said earlier, maybe humility is much, much more. And it's much better than humiliation. Maybe it's actually really good for us. Let's find out what we can learn from this one another command. This one another command to us as believers is a repeat of a prominent command throughout Scripture as taught and modeled by Christ and shared by several of the writers in the New Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Peter says, clothe yourselves with humility toward one another. If you want to be on God's team, Christ has made a way, but we can only do so as we walk and clothe ourselves and grow in humility. False humility, or pride, literally what it is, means we willingly choose to be on the other team. We take God's jersey off and put on the opponent's jersey, and God is working against us. That's what James 4.10 says as well. Do you really want God as an opponent? Paul tells us in Philippians that th this attitude of humility should be the same attitude that Christ had, that of humility toward others, placing them 
above myself. He then describes what Christ gave up, his heavenly lifestyle and all the glories of heaven to become a man, fully God and fully man, and then to give up that physical life on the cross, not even counting all the stuff he endured while he was alive, all the things that you and I do. said he was tempted in every way just as we are, yet was without sin. You see, this is the humility we're called to do. Back to what I was talking about with Paul. Find it in Philippians 2, 3 through 8. This is the kind of love we're to exhibit. Remember, humility is not thinking less of yourself or not of yourself at all. It is being confident and content in who you are in Christ so you can willingly, willingly choose to place others above you. John 13, 3 through 5. Look at Christ's example in that. And then Romans 12, 3, where it talks about we are not to think less of ourselves or more of ourselves, but think of ourselves soberly, clear thinking according to the measure of faith we've been given. This is what Peter and Paul and most of all, Christ is calling us to do in order to love others and show the world what his love really looks like. How are you doing when it comes to clothing yourself in humility in order to love others as Christ loved you? That means we got to put it on and keep it on all the time. As a Christian, what is your life saying to others about Christ's love, about God's love? If you're not a Christian, you can't truly know this kind of humility and love. I don't know about you, but for the longest time, I had to admit that humility was, and at times still is, maybe the most difficult of traits associated with love. I also have to confess that I've not always loved in the attire of or clothed in humility. So while I was making an effort and God was using it and teaching me, I wasn't, I wasn't there. I'm still not there. I'm still growing in that. However, as I've grown in Christ, I found that humility is absolutely necessary for me to love God first and foremost and then love others. And it carries with it the most beautiful blessings of love as I continue to put on humility and grow in that love just as my Savior and Lord Jesus Christ did so that others can see and know Him and His love. You will find the same thing if you're willing and courageous enough to be obedient to Him and walk in humility to literally put it on every day. It is so powerful and absolutely life-changing, but it does require that we die to ourself. Pride gets in the way if we don't die to ourself. Humility requires that, just as Jesus taught us and just as he did for us. Food for thought. How have you thought about humility in your life? Has the way you thought about it endeared you to be obedient and clothing yourself in it? Or has it made you reluctant to wear this incredible trait? Or maybe even completely resistant to do so and therefore disobedient to God and His Word? What do you need to do to put on humility at all times? Well, here's some action steps that will help you work through and think through it. Number one, spend time with God and His Word and prayer and listening to Him every day. Begin with the Scriptures in this message. Number two, ask the Holy Spirit to teach you. Number three, take time to consider your experiences in humility and whether or not you've associated them with humiliation. How has that impacted your willingness to take on humility? And then number four, 
What do you need to do or give up doing in order to choose humility in all things and have God on your side rather than as your opponent working against you? Start doing that today. Lay down any and all pride and die to self. Once again, we can be in awe of God's word and what it calls us to do and be. And yet because of our life experiences, our relationships and our natural flesh, we find ourselves struggling to do what he commands us to do in loving him and others. Begin today to change that and be blessed. Now we're going to continue tomorrow with another wonderful but kind of awkward one another. I can tell you that. As Peter closes out his first letter to the churches, instructing them and us to do something to one another that we might find a little odd. You don't want to miss it because there's a lot in it. And so join us again tomorrow and invite your family, friends, loved ones, and even enemies to do so so that we can all continue to grow in the Lord as his disciples together and to grow as his church. Check out our website, loveandlordship.com. You can find the book there. Click on the icon in the middle of the homepage. You can give there if the Lord leads you to. And if it's not us, keep praying until the Lord shows you who to give to. Your church and then other ministries as he shows you they are being faithful to his kingdom work. Um, contact me at loveandlordship at gmail.com. would love to connect with you and engage with you. And if it's not us that the Lord leads you to give to, keep praying until he shows you who he would like for you to give to, and then be obedient there. Thank you for joining us. Thanks always for your prayers, and thanks always to the Lord. Make it a great day, and God bless in Christ. Stay tuned now for my good friend Bill Reeser and his wonderful programs and episodes called Encounter on how to walk out your life in the Holy Spirit. And then at 1245, another great friend, Greg Horn, and hope is here. I'm Greg Williams, and you're listening to The Authority of Love.